Welcome to the Rise Priestess podcast, a place for women just like you who are in the process of claiming their callings, rising into priestesshood, and building a legacy. This is where values-driven women come to learn how to unleash their gifts and share them unapologetically with the world to unlock deep contribution and potent prosperity. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Coxon. I'm an author, yoga teacher, activist, and business mentor. I bridge together feminine-inspired leadership and divine masculine action that quantum leaps you into an expansive experience of life and business. I believe that business is a vehicle for not only living a more purposeful and free life, but for also contributing to social and ecological healing. I live in a coastal town in Portugal and have been channeling my inner priestesshood into various heart-centered businesses since 2016. Back then, I left my life as an archaeologist to play my part in the reawakening of the feminine. Although I now run a successful mission-driven business, it's been quite the journey. I've had to move past imposter syndrome, own my gifts, make friends with money, step into feminine leadership, dismantle toxic conditioning, and learn ethical marketing practices. I'm here to help you on your journey to living life and doing business on your terms. From guest interviews to solo heart riffs to laser coaching sessions, this podcast is here to inspire you to reclaim the feminine, live your dharma, and get paid for being you. So sit back, take a deep breath, sister, and let's dive into today's episode. Yay! Welcome, welcome, priestesses. I'm so grateful that you're here. Thank you a million gazillion times for tuning in and listening. Um, if you're new here, welcome. And if you've been here for a while, then just know that I appreciate you guys. So this is an awesome episode. I know I say this about everyone, but I just bring awesome people onto the podcast. So what can I say? But this is an awesome episode because I chat with the magical Alice Boydell. So honestly, she is one of the most creative women I know and watching her always gives me massive permission to create and express in my own way. And in this conversation, we talked about creativity. We talked about how we are all creative, even the ones of us that say, oh, I'm just not creative or I can't do that. We talk about what creativity is and also how we can use our creativity as medicine for ourselves and for others. And yeah. I mean, Alice is just incredible. You're going to love it. So the Way of the Priestess podcast is sponsored by our community container called Thrive the Membership. And this is a space that is dedicated to helping you master the energetics of feminine magic. Step into your ability to lead yourself and live in alignment with who you really are deep inside, my darling. Every month, there is a potent live masterclass where we all get to be in each other's energy and I share with you mindset shifts to help you reactivate and reawaken the natural wisdom that is already inside of you. And there are also monthly practices to help you to align with the the laws of nature so that you really, really thrive. Um, And also, we have bonus Q&A sessions and women's circles on Zoom. So... 
there is a lot of support plus you have ongoing support from the other women in the group. It's a really special container. I created it because I wanted to offer a space for women to thrive, hence the name Thrive. And it's certainly, it's certainly doing that. And as listeners of the Way of the Priestess podcast, you can get 50% off your first two months. Plus, you will also lock in your membership price before the monthly fee increases when it does. So if you want to give yourself a present and you want to be in the energy of like-minded, amazing women, um, join us. Come join us. You're more than welcome to. So visit bit.ly forward slash thrive with Dr. Sarah. The link is in the show notes. And you can claim your 50% off discount by using the code priestess loyalty. Right, so now over to the magical, magical, magical Alice. Hello, priestesses. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back. And I'm really, really excited to introduce to you Alice Boydell. Um, Alice and I have known each other for um, well over a year now. She was one of my priestesses and she's doing amazing things in the world. She is a a creatrix who's really here to bring more joy and wonder to the world. And boy, does she do that. She's an artist, she's a tattooist, and she's a mentor. She's here to really help people become the fullest expressions, creative expressions of themselves. And she is really one of my inspirations. So Alice, welcome to the podcast. Yay, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, I'm so excited that you're here because you're just, you are such a breath of fresh air. Everything that you do, is just like absolutely incredible. And I'm so curious. I mean, obviously I know a lot about your creative journey, but I'm, I'm curious about going deeper into this. So tell us about your journey with your creativity. Like, how has it been for you? That is, it's a good question. It's quite a big one. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it short, but in the past, I really kept my creativity as a side side thing that was never a priority for me and I always thought I had to pick university and a job or creativity and I always picked the sensible university uh, journey until I went traveling and I met some really inspiring beautiful friends and I realized the importance of just joy and play and how my creativity and doodling really brought me that so much joy and it just unlocked something within me and I just haven't really stopped since. And I really discovered how necessary a creative outlet was for me and also for so many other people that I've met along the way, whether it's music or art or cooking and just seeing people following this creative expression and how it lights everyone up. And it's really important. I couldn't live without it now. Yeah, I, I, I really love what you're saying. And I think that many of us listening, and myself included, can really identify with this idea of like what we should do and then what actually our soul is kind of yearning for. And our creativity is, is really innate. When you talk about creativity as your medicine, how has that process been for you? I think 
Well, I mean, yeah, it is medicine. I mean, anything is medicine if you let it be. But for me, creativity has been a massive one because I started, it taught me how to do things just for the joy of it, first of all. And that was never something I really considered. I always felt like I had to be productive. And if I wasn't doing something productive, then there was no point to it. But exploring creativity and drawing really it just was so fun and that's all it gave me and that was enough and being comfortable with that idea first of all that was a huge huge breakthrough for me um and connecting with others and spending time alone as well creativity is really I often say if I can draw or create then I'm home because for me it's connecting to the deepest essence of who you are and allowing it to flow through you into the world around you and it's there for you to see and for others to see and yeah I mean allowing yourself to be seen in that way connecting to the deepest part of yourself and allowing that to be seen in the world is scary it's so scary but when you allow it to be and you let it happen it it is medicine and every single person in the world deserves that to be seen in their truest essence and yeah I deeply believe that this creativity runs through every single human being it's just about allowing ourselves the space to explore it and to let it out and yeah it's a big area that you can play small in and say I'm you know I'm too busy to be creative or I'm not a creative person so many stories that you can make up around your creativity but it's available to every single person mm. yeah there's so much wisdom in what you're saying Alice um I really really identify with this and I guess the the question that was formulating in my mind as you were speaking it was like well if someone I'm thinking of like my mom for example oh my god I hope she's not listening to this but I'm thinking of my mom for example because she's always like I'm just you know I'm not creativity I've got you know I'm as creative as a whatever is like a stone um yeah what if someone has that belief because I know there are going to be so many of our sisters listening to this that really have that belief what do you how do they move past that it's so interesting that you asked me this question because I was really thinking about this the other day and it kind of clicked in my head. By saying that you're not a creative person, you are creating a story about yourself already. So you're already being creative right there. And it's just then how you choose to use that creativity. So you can use it to create the story that keeps you small and tells yourself that you're not creative or you can create a new story for yourself and be curious it's like okay I'm I'm a human being and therefore I have access to creativity it's our innate superpower I like in its simplest form if you can imagine what the day ahead is going to be and make some decisions then you're creating a reality for yourself if you can smile at a stranger walking down the street you've created a moment in that moment and every single one of us is doing it all the time it's so easy to take it for granted and as far as more kind of stereotypical creative practices go drawing or painting or singing my advice is always to just do it to just go for it and to shift the idea from shift the focus sorry 
from the final piece and what you're creating to the process of creation. And I mean, a really easy game that I do often with people is you grab a pen and you close your eyes and you just draw a scribble on a piece of paper and you look at that scribble and you can turn it into something because you've already made the first mark and often it's staring at that empty piece of paper it's it can be so intimidating and when you're telling yourself these stories like I can't draw or I'm not creative or I'm not good enough the paper is a really safe arena to explore that because you know if you're playing small in your everyday life and you know it's quite a big thing to stand up for yourself or to say something to other people to change to change that story in in the life around you but if you're sitting with yourself in a piece of paper and the first step is to just make a mark that's such a safe place to to explore those stories that you're telling yourself because if you're playing small in your creativity then it's really likely that you're playing small in other areas and if you can allow yourself some more freedom and play a bit bigger in your creativity then it will ripple out into the rest of your life and that's certainly been my experience for sure I think it would be very easy to look at me now and just see a super creative person who's really confident and has just had it all the time and it's just not the case at all like it really isn't and it's amazing to reflect back on who I was even five years ago and who I am now and the difference in the way I see myself the way I see my creativity and the difference in those two people is that I make time to do it and I just do it and I play with it and I'm curious and um, yeah it's quite intimidating I think to look at other artists as well it's so easy to compare yourself and say my art's not worthy or important unless I'm selling it or unless I'm sharing it but you just start really small and it's time for you and the art is for you and it's an exploration of of yourself and that is so beautiful to me mm, I'm smiling from ear to ear here because <laughs> I mean what you're sharing just really really resonates I'm pretty sure everyone's like yes I really feel that and I I love what you said right at the beginning where you were like yeah well if you have a story about yourself not being creative that's a creative thought and I was like <laughs> boom mic drop that's that's incredible and I think that I mean one of the one of the things that kind of holds so many of us back in our expression of ourselves and in our creative expression is this idea of this idea of comparison. And I, I wonder if you can speak more about the idea of good art versus bad art, you know, and how you've managed to to navigate those feelings of like, oh, my art is a bit shit. It's not as good as so and so. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. And it happens to me all the time, even now, even now. And I catch myself drawing or creating something and the story comes up and it's now it's just the way I deal with it, which is it, it's not about comparing it to anyone else. Like this is yours. This is completely yours. And the beautiful thing about art is that it is so subjective. So if you're viewing art, you could look at the same picture as five other people and you'd all see something totally different or you'd all have a totally different opinion about how good that piece of art is. And it's a beautiful reflection, again, for life, this idea, you know, we, we really try and 
move towards not really caring what other people think or not allowing other people's opinions to to shape our own opinion of ourselves. And again, I mean, art is such a great way to start with that. But it's, I think for me, it's the journey of finding your own voice and being really okay with that being your voice, if that makes sense, because comparison is easy everywhere. And I really reject this idea of good and bad art anyway, because I just, for me, art is the purest form of human expression. It's, you know, back all the way back at the beginning of humanity, people were painting in caves and drawing lines in the sand. And, you know, that's, it's, if you can allow it to flow through you, then it is just a pure expression of the present moment and existing. And it's not really to be judged. It can be, and it can be compared, but if you just see it as a, momentary exploration and expression then it kind of removes the comparison and yeah like I said it's so easy to compare yourself in every single area of life so Mm. yeah and it's just when you start seeing art as an expression rather than creating something specific then it really frees you up to just see what comes out and be curious about it and that's a great place to start and from that place then you can move into creating art that says something to the world and starts you know really start making a statement with it as well um but it's a journey and that's I mean that's why I love it I'm on this journey for life now and like really pushing the boundaries of art and and my own art and what I can put into the world and also encouraging others to to try it for themselves and to see themselves reflected back through that art um, and to lovingly encourage them not to judge it so harshly, but always, always our own biggest critic. Yeah, this, I mean, I think that's the thing. There's this kind of modern concept of what an artist is and, you know, those I'm thinking back, I I wrote about this in my PhD years ago, so I'm going to butcher this because it's been a long time. But um, it's, you know, that people that were living in those caves, they probably didn't have the same concept of art as we have now. For them, like you say, it was just this expression. It was the sense of maybe it was ritualistic. It was an expression of their beliefs or their sense of self and their sense of understanding in the world. So I think that you're right when you say that this kind of, modern concept that we have of art can actually um, stifle creativity because it's so focused on outcome rather than process and what you're saying is process is the the intrinsic joy of the creative expression is more important than how it's received or even what the outcome is definitely and that process is the medicine as well for me that's where I found it to be the most expansive and so full of of juicy wisdom it's just it's incredible what can come out and it's a really beautiful place to watch your own inner inner voice and what is present there um and it's so revealing it really is if you can let go and allow yourself that time it's just it's magic it really is yeah and 
you are the mother of dragons teapots <laughs> and I absolutely can you tell everyone a bit more about this concept of dragon teapots because they're on guys you have to check out Alice's website I'll pop it in the show notes like these things are absolutely incredible like how did that even come about oh that's such a lovely question I um I have these lovely friends and we hang out all the time and we just love tea so much and they are some of my biggest inspirations art-wise as well, and mostly because of the incredible gifts that they make for the people that they love. And there's just so much time and effort that's gone into it. And so I was really inspired one Christmas. I was like, I really want to make them something beautiful and something that they'll use all the time and that will remind them of the magic that is available to them in every moment. So I thought a teapot, first of all, and I'm going to turn it into a dragon. And I <laughs> I don't really know where that whole idea came from, but just wanting to create magic in the moments that could become quite mundane. You know, you make tea so many times a day if you're in England, um, but if you're pouring from a dragon teapot, then you can't help but be a little um, amazed by it. So it was purely started off as a gift for some friends and they loved it so much. And I shared a photo of it and people were like, I want a dragon teapot. And now I live in a pile of teapots and I turn them into dragons all the time. <laughs> I love that. And I mean, I was thinking there's really nothing mundane about a cup of tea, especially living oh, in no, Portugal true. where you can't get a decent cup of tea to save your life. This is such an English thing, guys. You've no idea. <laughs> um, what I'm what I'm super curious about then is, you know, you've you are obviously now making money from your art. How has that journey been for you? How's that process been for you? It continues to be a, a huge process, uh, for sure. It's, well, yeah, because that is the next level. I, I went from doing art for fun and for the joy of it, and then realizing that's all I want to do all the time. So I'm going to have to start making some money from it. Um, and yeah, well, I mean, you talk about all the time, Sarah, how creating a business and being an entrepreneur is an incredible journey for self-discovery and self-exploration. Oh, and it's... Yes. <laughs> all <laughs> your shit comes up. <laughs> so much. And yeah, when you're selling your art, which is, as I create art, it's a part of my soul and my heart and I put it everything into it. And then to put a price tag on it that in itself is like a huge journey and mm -hmm. being okay with asking for money from your art um mm -hmm. and also allowing I've been very lucky I haven't had anyone say anything horrible about my art at all but when you're putting it out into the world you're always that is a risk you know and it's and sometimes even not getting much response from it is enough to put you into a bit of a oh I shouldn't be doing this or I'm so rubbish or no one really cares or what am I doing and I'm faced with that story often but I'm really learning to make friends with that story and yeah like I said I, I want to make art all the time I just feel like it's it's what I need to be doing with my time and it's what I want to be doing with my time um and I mean I have been definitely leaning into some hustle hustle habits as well I worked really hard uh, around Christmas to get loads of stuff ready for Christmas and ready for gifts and I just totally burnt myself out 
And it's so interesting because as soon as you are the master of your own time, you'd think it would be a bit easier maybe to manage your time. But mm-hmm. I get it, it's not it's not easy at all. And I really have to check myself often and make sure that I'm making time for rest and even creating art that I'm not going to sell. Like that has been a massive lesson for me as well, because as soon as your hobby and your medicine and your escape becomes the way that you're making money there's so much tied up into that and I have to have days where I'm just creating purely for me and that's it and that's been lovely it's been even more enjoyable (laughs) to give myself that time that's so I love that that's such a reminder for me and it's really interesting when you're talking about um you know putting your art out into the world and then like you're like ta-da it's there and then like there's like crickets and it's (laughs) it's the same every time because I I I really see like the programs that I create the the books that I write everything that I create is my is my art and yeah it's the same feeling and I'm just think I'm just laughing to myself because I know from the outside everyone's like oh Sarah she's a really successful businesswoman but as this shit still comes up like today I was messaging my best friend and I was like oh I'm putting this thing out into the world next week it's this like really cool like mentoring like accessible mentoring program I've already emailed a few people about it and I've had crickets fuck I'm just gonna give us all up and she's like no "No, this happens every time and I'm like oh yeah and because it is it's an expression of who we are it's our soul and I think that so often we're just so conditioned to um to base our worth on how we're received aren't we yeah massively massively oh it's so hard (laughs) it's so hard and you know I've I've been learning more and more and I definitely since doing the way of the priestess that's been a huge like light bulb for me and I start seeing it as just unapologetically shouting into the void of like this is who I am and this is what I do and it's like that action in itself is kind of the main thing and then if people resonate with it and they want to come along with you then that's awesome like that would be so great but being comfortable with just shouting out into the void and be like I'm just being me and I'm going to be unapologetically me and that's it (laughs) yes that's such that's such wisdom and and really it's just like being able to repeat that even when there are times when you hear nothing because there are like sometimes it takes time for momentum to occur and if you look at any great writers or any you know any successful business people like you see that you know there were there were times when there were they were experiencing you know crickets as well and and I think it's just having the tenacity of just like well this is what I want to do with my life and yeah like fuck it and I I have a a mantra (laughs) which is just whack it out there and see what happens. Nice. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, it's, it's, done pre- it's done me pretty well, but my God, there have been times when I'm like, oh my God, everyone <laughs> thinks I'm an idiot. I'm just going to go and crawl into a hole right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. So just in but- case you thought that I didn't experience that, guys, I do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing you've taught me, Sarah. So like I say one thing, so many things but that that you just have to make friends with that process and that voice Mm -hmm. because it's going to be there all the time and it's interesting because going through these moments of crickets and the harder times you know the 
the times that I do sell a teapot or someone does sign up for a course, it's just the high is just unmatchable. It's the best feeling in the world and it makes all of those other other moments so worth it. And it just, yeah, it's it's incredible as well. Yes, that's it. That's it. And it, and it also, it compounds and it creates momentum. And I think that we forget that. With anything new, there is a, a moment where, yeah, it feels like the momentum is kind of incremental. And then suddenly it's like, oh, suddenly everyone wants a teapot or suddenly everyone wants to know about this. And we kind of forget that. So we have to really trust ourselves in, in the process. But yeah, what I'm, what I'm really curious about, um, you mentioned about the hustle thing. And this is something that I have I've known very, very well in my life. I don't know if you knew this, but I used to have a jewelry company and I used to make bespoke jewelry. So that was another way that I, that I really expressed my creativity. And it was supposed to be that, but once, once I started turning it into a business, I was like 14 hours a day making jewelry, like obsessed. Wow. And wow. I, I burnt myself out so I can understand your teapot burnout. Yeah. Um, and, and how do you, so you, you say that you now take, take creative days for you. Um, I wonder if you have any other kind of wisdom, anything else that comes through that you'd like to share for people that are, um, that feel guilty if they're not being productive. Mm, yeah. Wow. That's such a, such a big one. I think the biggest thing that's helped me through this journey is every time it's like getting into the habit of every time that thought comes up it's just reminding yourself of your innate worth and that concept has absolutely changed my life and the way that I see myself and my place on this earth of you exist and you're alive and therefore you are worthy of everything and also I've had so many experiences that just confirm this as well of the rest is so necessary for the productivity like if you have to hold on to the product the productive thought then the rest is just as important as the times that you're you know staying up into the middle of the night making stuff you have to have both and it's interesting because after that burnout time around Christmas I took a whole month off or so I'm not doing anything unless I really want to and I'm just going to do creative product projects for me so painted a mural in my room and I just just had loads of fun and that month I actually sold out of the stuff on my website from not doing any yes. work at all <laughs> and it was just like oh wow the universe is just like well done for resting Alice you did such a great job and like that was so confirming for me and so great you know it's the rest is where so much inspiration can come and you know, Fuck, you, your yes. body needs it. <laughs> it needs oh it. We're my living God. in a cycle. It's, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and you, Alice is also one of my Thrive members. She won the competition to join us. Yes. And this, is, this is what we're doing in that community is, you know, I've created a community that I wish I'd had all those years ago um, because we forget that we're cyclical beings. And I had a conversation with my coach this morning. She said she took the whole of January off too. And she was saying like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm made more money. I don't know how, I don't know what happened. And she said the same thing, like the universe was rewarding her. And so <laughs> that prompted me to be like, right, fuck it. 
So in a few weeks, Mara and I are going, we're going up north for a week. And then I booked myself on a permaculture course as well for the, for the week after. I was like, sod it. I just want to kind of do me stuff. Amazing. Um, so wow. let's see what happens. Maybe I'm just going to turn into a farmer. There is that possibility. <laughs> there's always, <laughs> might there's always that possibility. Just run I'm off into the forest and grow veggies. Off grid. <laughs> off grid. Yeah. Everyone will be like, what happened to her? Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I just I absolutely love what you're sharing, Alice. And I think that um, perhaps you don't really understand just how inspirational you are. You definitely inspire me. And I love watching your creative work. And I really hope to get a tattoo done by you one day. Oh, that um, would be so magic. <laughs> I know. So I'm like, I'm, I love my tattoos. So, um, <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. And where can people find you and buy said dragon teapots and learn more about your work and your courses and everything? Yes, so probably I'm most active on Instagram, really, which is my handle's Wonder Wagon, but the, ze- the um, not the zero, the O is a zero. <laughs> um, and then my website is wonderwagon.co.uk um, and that's got all my teapots on. And yes, there's going to be, quite a few more courses I just did my first uh, round of self-portraits for self-love and we've got our last one this Sunday and it's just been so so wonderful and I'm going to say magic again because it just has been Um, and there's there's a few more in the pipeline too so yeah I'm really really excited to be holding that creative space for people and just nurturing people's inner heartist and like letting it out into the world Oh my gosh, that sounds absolutely incredible. And I'll make sure that um, your Instagram and your website are linked in the show notes. So guys, definitely check Alice out. She is incredible. She's such an inspiration. And Alice, just thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you so much. So lovely to chat to you. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning into the Rise Priestess podcast. If this episode spoke to you, you can contribute greatly by sharing it to your Instagram stories. Make sure that you also tag me at Dr. Sarah Coxon so that I can personally reach out and thank you. And if you're not already a member of my Instagram community, you can pop over there now and join us. I keep it very real over there, sharing behind the scenes of my life and business to inspire you to live life and do business your own way. You can also apply to be a guest on the show by emailing sarah at Dr. Sarah Coxon with the subject podcast guest. You can also head over to my website. The link is in the show notes to find out more about how I can help you step into your unique priestesshood to unlock deep contribution and potent prosperity. See you next time.